Praise and thanks be unto the Lord our God. We are already blessed by the word, by songs. And I wish us all, myself and all of us, I wish us the connection to God, the fellowship with Him, that He gives us a sincere desire to hear His word, that we are ready to be taught, to be corrected, to be brought into the condition into which we belong and in which we want to be found when the Lord returns. We know at the return of the Lord the body will be changed. But now the soul, the inside must now be changed so that the outside can then be changed. If the inside is not changed now, then the outside cannot be changed. And therefore, may these hours of fellowship be hours of preparation where we come closer to our Lord and where He can reveal unto us His will even more. I am overwhelmed of all the phone calls. It starts with Australia. It starts with Australia and it continues via Moldavia, Uzbekistan, Ukraine. Since yesterday, all in the Russian language, they can also listen. And this, this is for me a gift. And I think especially for our beloved brother Paul Schmidt, you would not recognize Brother Schmidt anymore if you would see him at a translation from the German into Russian. This is then a totally different Brother Schmidt. Then he doesn't look for words anymore. Then it just flows. But really, very nice. We are grateful to God. Phone calls. Up. Three from South Africa, from the Congo. Really? From everywhere. And we rejoice about that people are hearing. And one brother said, with emphasis, he said, Brother Frank, we pray day and night for you. And we pray for the work of God on the earth, that it may come to completion and that the Lord 
can return. And so we thank our Lord for the grace, for the privilege, for the opportunities that we can reach from this place the whole earth now in seven languages and all can hear and all can join us and can be blessed. I remember now the beginning in the 60s how troublesome the journeys were into Eastern Europe. All the journeys were done by car. How many times trouble was faced at the borders where everything was searched, every suitcase, all the baggage, and one was just looking for Bibles. Do you have Bibles with you? Do you have Christian literature with you? These were the first two questions on all the borders into Eastern Europe. Yes, and Brother Frank, one time in Bucharest, he had six Bibles and his own Bible. I said it here before, how the Lord God was then leading it in a wonderful way that the custom officer was just looking around if not colleagues are watching him and he wished me all the best and he said give the Bibles to your friends and and this we also did then when I think on all the years on my first visit in Moscow first visit in Prague first visit in Warsaw, first visit in Bucharest and all over. And then today I think about that all are listening, all can join us, no troublesome journeys anymore, but have the opportunity to bring the word of our Lord. Also today I would like to welcome all of you, especially our special visit from Chile. Please, both of you, stand up again. I don't know whether you like it, but this is Mami, Shafrik and daughter. Be blessed. We rejoice that you can be here, that God made it possible. The Almighty bless you. God willing, we will see each other one day in Chile again. God bless you. And also, all the others we have visited from Botswana. Really? From everywhere. And from all of Europe. From Marseille, from Lyon, from Grenoble. And then, of course, here all our friends. Yes, our brother in the front, Brother Erwin. God bless you in a special way. God willing, that's how we spoke about it yesterday with Brother Kupfer and other brethren. God willing, I come with Brother Kupfer very soon to Lyon. God bless you. We are really grateful to the Lord with all our hearts. Then 
very, very just now called two brothers for prayer. But let me just say something, and I was asked to do it. Let me say a few more words about the happenings in Israel to give some information. The brother from Australia, he was asking, what is now happening in Israel? Other brothers are also asking. Let me just briefly read firstly God's word. And God's word, of course, is our lamp unto our feet and a light on our path. Amos chapter 9 from verse 14. Amos chapter 9 from verse 14. And I will bring again the captivity of my people of Israel. And they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. And they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof. They shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. And now it comes. And I will plant them upon their land. And I will plant them upon their land. And they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, saith the Lord thy God. Yes. Amen. And here is the point. Because Israel is in the land of promise and was gathered from 143 countries at the end of days, just as God said it in Isaiah 14, verse 1, in Jeremiah 31 and also in the prophet Ezekiel he gave even the allocation of the tribes because it is about the land of promise and because of the people of promise therefore all the attacks all the enmity is directed against the people of God because God gave promises and by His grace He fulfilled them and transferred to the church it is the same. The enemy doesn't attack any church or denomination alone he attacks the elect which who believe God's promises and who are in the word of promise for this time 
And this shall comfort us. This shall strengthen us. Because by this we recognize that God has his way with Israel and with the church from the nations. Just briefly now, from old publications now, especially concerning Jerusalem, we all understood very clearly that the peace process will get a new swing and that now by any price a peace must be reached. We all know it will be a hollow peace because thus it is written when they shall say peace and safety then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child. A very official article here. And here it is written. The UN partition plan in resolution 181 from 1947 speaks of the partitioning into a Jewish and a Arabic state as well as the internationalization of Jerusalem. Because of this, Pope Pius XII, born 1876, died 1958, and now it comes, together with his four allies where they were getting together in Rome and negotiated about a Catholic taking over of the city of Jerusalem. 1947 the partition plan resolution 181 and the crowning of this partition plan should be therein that the Roman Catholic Church gets the rule over the city of Jerusalem. We will not go into details, but so much can be said. The trust into the USA and into all the other states and into all the governments of the world is no more here. There is only one single world power in which economy, politics and religion is united and where since four weeks the negotiations have started already after the exchanging of the Nuncio of the Vatican in Jerusalem and the Ambassador of Israel in the Vatican. And now, really, everything is so far, and hold fast your seats now. Now, in Jerusalem, in the Notre Dame, this is there the highest Catholic 
site there in Jerusalem, there is now shown to the Jews the Shroud of Turin. The Shroud of Turin. Who has heard of it? In the 50s, it was written about it. And because in this linen cloth is said to be blood, therefore the claim was put up that Jesus Christ was uh, did not die at all, but that he was just wounded and that he was laid into the tomb and the proof should be the blood in this linen cloth. And this was the greatest deception which was ever done. In Hebrews, it's written that our Lord, as the high priest, entered with his own blood into the Holy of Holies. His blood is not in any tomb and in no linen cloth. His blood is on the mercy seat, on the mercy seat. And we have free access to the throne of grace. But whichever way it must be now, everything is part of the end-time prophecy so that there a compromise is found so that over Jerusalem the contract can be made. As it is predicted in the prophet Daniel. And we are indeed living in this epoch where all these things are taking their course. And brothers and sisters, without making you afraid, we may prepare ourselves unto the return of the Lord. The coming of the Lord is very near. Day and hour we don't know, but so much we know. His coming is near. What touched me, since I've read this article about Mel Gibson, please forgive me when I just mention this now, that man who made the, this horror movie, The Passion of Christ, about the suffering and about the crucifixion of our Lord. He became a billionaire. Them they caught now in drunk driving. And as the first thing, that's how it is written in this newspaper article. It's written here. As at the first thing, he was swearing at the policemen and he said, you bloody Jew, you bloody Jew. That's how this man, Gibson, who made the movie about the suffering of Jesus, he was swearing at the policemen and then he was swearing the Jews are responsible for all the wars on this earth. Now, this man, who in Newsweek, in February, in February, on the 16th of February, 2004, he gave an interview 
And he said, I, as a Protestant, uh, forgive me, I, as a Catholic, suffered so much in a Protestant country as Jesus Christ suffered under the Jews. And then, and then, now the thing comes to the light. And I had to think about it. That even the crucifixion, the sufferings of our Lord, is so much pulled into the dirt. There a Jew hater hides himself, who again wants to attack the Jews. And just as the, as the Roman Church, since the very beginning, up to the Second Vatican Council, in every Good Friday Mass, they repeated it, that the Jews are guilty of the death of Jesus Christ. And he made this movie to again hit at the Jews. Brothers and sisters, all this world is only built upon lies and deception. Nothing but lies and deception. Hypocrisy is in this world and especially in the religious world. Then we have here also, you can take it from the internet. Without Mary, the church is no more Catholic. Yes. And then we have a Mary religion. And the Holy Scripture mentions Mary indeed for the last time in the book of Acts, chapter 1, in verse 14, that Mary together with the 120 was in the upper room, in the room of the Last Supper, to experience the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And if one reads the whole speech of this German cardinal in Switzerland, all these pilgrimage places, how everything is taken out of context and really shown forth in an unbiblical way, although several scriptures are used, but everything taken out of context and brought into, into his own context. All right, without Mary, the church is no more Catholic. We leave it as it is. Then we have again the emphasis Mary's ascension. We know only of one single ascension, and this is the ascension of our Lord. And it has just come so far, brothers and sisters, that we must carry and pass on. God's original message. We have no other choice. And I say it once again. The entire religious world is being deceived, is betrayed. All the Protestants are confronted with those declarations and all are submitting. And then one even sees how the Catholic dignity sprinkles 
holy water unto the Protestant dignitary and then it's laying hands on him. It is just so terrible what is taking place in our days. And therefore, God has sent a messenger and a message so that our eyes are opened and so that we can see through this religious fraud that we separate ourselves, let, letting ourselves be separated and letting ourselves be purified as the prophet Daniel said it. And by this we can experience our preparation unto the return of Jesus Christ our Lord. Before we now go into the word, I would like to ask that Brother Gilbert comes to the front, that he prays with us. And maybe Brother Kukachka from Prague will also come. Actually, I wanted to call Brother Schmidt, that he prays with us in the Russian language at this place. He doesn't want to. And I tell you as why. Doesn't matter how many languages one can speak, if it comes for prayer, then we pray with all our hearts in our own language, in the mother tongue. This is just like that. But we are thankful for Brother Schmidt and for all the doors which God opens. Is the brother Kukachka here? Does he listen? Or is he not here? Yes, he's here. Come, let us stand up. We appreciate it that all from all peoples are here. Tongues are here. And the, the preaching which is done in the German language, that it is being transmitted, that you can listen, that you are patient with the songs, even though you don't know the text. In some, sometimes it's translated to you. We appreciate it that you are coming and that you hear God's word with us. We have no other choice. I could also bring it in English, but the German audience would have nothing of it. And so we have to go according to the general rules that in the country the language is used, which is just spoken there. So, we ask now our brothers, our brother Gilbert, to pray. Thank you. Let us sing Only Believe.
You may be seated. With the Czech language, I have more problems than with the Slovakian. With the Polish language, I have no pro problems at all. But sometimes the words are missing. We have felt what comes from the heart that, that goes to the heart. And we're just grateful to God that His Word accomplishes for what it was sent for. Not the messenger accomplishes. The Word accomplishes. The messenger brings the message. And God, who watches over His Word, reveals it to us lays obedience into us. Our brother from Norway, yesterday he gave such a nice summary. Afterward, we will again call him. We just ask that all are feeling at home, especially our brother. I owe you an explanation for the text which we read last night. From second Timothy, and I would just like to acquaint you in what context this text is written, namely in context with answering of many questions which from all over the world in the course of the years and especially in the last couple of months there were given to me and its brothers from Africa and South America who are really pressing me hard that they should be given an answer and I say this with great pain that what is not being taught correctly in all the churches and denominations this we can see, we can notice, but it doesn't cause any damage to us. The damage which is done to us comes always from the inside, not from the outside. If from outside come perse comes persecution, then the believers come closer together. But when from, when from inside, like Paul said it, I read, you the, I read you the word just now, but firstly, 2 Timothy 2, I just read the last verse, verse 26, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. I say once again, all the wrong teachings which are in all the churches are not hindering us. The obstacles within the message are all the interpretations and the wrong teachings which are being spread and which, co 
and time and again, new divisions are coming up. The first question, I just read a few questions now. What is your position today towards Brother Branham's ministry? What is your conviction in regards to the end-time message? Do you believe in the opening of the seven seals? Was the seventh seal also revealed? What did Brother Brennan mean with the third pull? Why did Brother Brennan frequently refer to Revelation 10 verse 7? Do you teach differently than he taught? Do you believe in the Perusia teaching? Who of you knows what this teaching contains? The teaching contains that it is being believed that the Lord has come already. The Greek word parousia means bodily presence. And I think here on the international preacher conference which we had here in this high building and Brother Frangos, born in Greek, in Greece, now he lives in Australia, we were asking him, you are, you are a Greek, tell us what this word parousia means. And he didn't say any word. He stood up and he went out using this door. He closed the door behind him and then he came in again and he said, this is Perugia, my personal coming, my personal coming, this is Perugia. The brethren who hardly know one language properly, they dare to interpret what Perugia means. Our Lord will return as he went up into heaven. Not as an idea, but the same Jesus who is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go up into heaven. This is thus saith the Lord in the word of God. And that's how we believe it with all our hearts. Question 9. Do you believe that Revelation 10, 1-7 was fulfilled already? Question 10. Do you believe that the Son of Man has already come according to Luke 21, verse 27? Then even the question, what about your ministry? Is it found in the Bible? Then question 12. Do you correct the prophet in certain points? Did Brother Brenham receive the revelation of the seven thunders? Do you believe in the ministry of an eighth messenger? You can go through the whole of South America. There's one eighth messenger after the other one. Yes. And they say, Brother Brenham didn't finish the ministry. 
And then they are coming and say, I am the eighth messenger. Names should not be mentioned. They have their brochures, they publish them with photographs, publishing pro brochures, and all the people can read about it. I answer very clear and brief, in the hand of the Lord, there were only seven messengers. An eighth messenger necessarily must be in the hand of someone else. Finish. What shall I say? Finished. If only seven are in the hand of the Lord, then the eighth one is somewhat needless. And he is not in the hand of the Lord. What is your absolute, the Bible or the message? The message is the Bible, and the Bible is the message. But, and this one must also say, one puts the Bible partly aside. One puts the Bible partly aside. And exactly of, of those people who present certain teachings. And then, who will present the church to the Lord and spiritual food and so forth? So, there are some questions which were given here to me. Some of them will be strange to us, especially one belongs only onto the African continent. But because of all because these teachings are spread worldwide therefore we indeed must cover everything and must comment on it by the holy scripture i say once again that what happens from the outside on pressure on persecution on misunderstandings of all what is being written about us, what is being said about us. Even it's very bad and hard, but it doesn't bring any split. It brings us closer together. But everything, what comes from the inside and is then being presented, this brings time and again new divisions and splits. And the body of the Lord must be united under the power of the Holy Spirit. Not so, Brother Miskis. God bless you. We will have to call you later on also. So, in the book of Acts, chapter 20, Paul has written, and the same repeats now. The same repeats. And we must deal with these subjects as Paul had to do it then. He who reads 1 Corinthians 15, there the claim was put up that the resurrection is past already. Their people were baptized for the dead. Then, yesterday we were reading Hymenaeus and Philetus. What did they say? They caused confusion, bringing confusion into the church. The one said, there is no resurrection, and the other said, it is 
passed already. Now what now? What now? Confusion within the church. And God gives clarity through His Word. When we, when we were finished with the answering of the, these questions, another question came up. What is the title of this brochure? And really, as given by the Spirit, people are asking questions. God answers by His Word. People are asking questions. God answers by His Word. Not by men. People are asking. But God doesn't answer by men. God answers by His Word. Because heaven and earth shall pass away. But God's Word remains forever. Here we have a description in Acts 20 from verse 23 save that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city saying that bonds and afflictions await me but none of these things move me neither count I my life dear unto myself referred to himself he said I consider my life totally worthless the actual worth comes only in our lives when the divine content is laid into it and Paul experienced it referring to himself totally worthless the worth was in that what God laid into him. And then, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. That's what's, what, what it was about for him, and that's what's about today. My life, I've lived my life, however it was. Today, it is about that, what God promised to the church, about the divine purpose which he laid into our lives, which is ordained for eternity. Then it continues from verse 25. And now, behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. So, he was preaching 
and he was pure from the blood of any man. He who rejected it was responsible for himself. He who received it, for him God took the responsibility. He started his work and he will finish it. Brothers and sisters, it is just so important that we receive God's word, accept it, and that we believe it with all our hearts, and then it will be revealed to us. The understanding will be opened to us for the scripture. And as Paul writes here, or Luke has written of him that we are led into all the counsel of our God. And then it continues in verse 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. Made now in our hearts ascend to God as a prayer. Faithful Lord, take care that in all countries of the earth, all over the world, wherever churches are, that the Lord gives shepherds according to his heart, who don't feed themselves, who don't present their own knowledge and teaching, but as Paul wrote to Timothy, take heed unto thyself and unto the sound doctrine. It is about the true doctrine. You all know the Hebrew word Torah, which is the term for the five books of Moses, it means, it means in the English language teaching, instruction. God gave the teaching. And in this teaching, he gave instructions to his people along their ways. We have the New Testament with all the doctrines, with all the instructions. I'm asking you, what did God forget? Nothing. Everything is written in this book. Up to the new heaven and the new earth. Everything is written in this book. Here it is about the church of the Lord, which he purchased with his own blood. Once again, coming to the first sentence here, in this article from the internet, about Mary. Mary is the best example what happens when someone believes the promise which is given to him. 
Only then the word can become flesh. Only then the Holy Spirit can come upon us. Mary doesn't need to be glorified. She can be taken as the first example what God does when he fulfills, when he gives his promise. And when the promise is believed, then the word becomes flesh. Then a begetting takes place by the Spirit. Then a birth takes place. If one believes what God promised. And so we see the examples in the Holy Scripture. This we don't say because we know everything. This we say for the truth's sake. The whole build-up of the plan of salvation of our God is built upon promises. And we can go back to Genesis 18 when the Lord God gave the promise for Isaac. Always promises, promises. And for all the promises of God is in Jesus Christ the yes and the amen. Now for whom? For us, who we believe the promises, who we receive what God promised to us. It starts with the promise of the Father. Wait in Jerusalem until ye received the promise of the Father, enduing with the power from on high. Why? So that our Lord can continue His ministry through the church, so that everything what happened through His ministry can happen through the church that the Lord has a place to manifest himself here on the earth, a body which he controls as the head and where he can give each member the place into which it belongs. And so we believe that the ever-faithful God calls out a church and forms it worldwide, a church which came out of every snare of false doctrines and interpretations coming into the liberty of the children of God and thus submitting to the Lord so that the will of God can take place. How often have we said it here? The Jews must return into the land of promise. This is a divine must because God said it at the end of days. I will bring you back into the land which I promised unto your fathers. Jeremiah 31 He that scattered Israel gathers it again and plants it. But here of course is the main point. As the Jews from all the world must return into the land of promise 
to have part in that what God promised to them. And at the latest, under the ministry of the two prophets, which according to Zechariah 4 and Revelation 11, in Jerusalem, as the two olive trees will have their ministry. One must be there where God fulfills promises. One must be there where God reveals His will. And we see the gathering of the people of Israel is virtually finished. In the last months, one doesn't hear anymore that people from Ethiopia or anywhere are returning. It seems to be so as if all returned. Of course, those at Wall Street, they will continue with their business. But God, of course, has firstly a selection the 144,000, 12,000 of every tribe. And I guarantee you, these they are already there. They are already there. They are already there. They are just waiting for the moment when the point of time has come. Here, in the book of Acts 20, take heed therefore unto yourselves. And then, verse 29, for I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. And then comes the worst. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. This is the actual mark. Every brother who comes up with some new doctrine, he draws disciples after himself. One can see it worldwide. I know my way around. One can see it worldwide. These are following that brother. This group is following that brother. This group is following that one. But the true bride church follows the Lord Jesus Christ. The bride heareth the voice of the bridegroom. The bride doesn't listen to any inter interpretation. The she, she remains in the word of truth and is being sanctified therein. And then we understand the word without holiness no one shall see the Lord. And the sanctification can only take place by the word. Your own sanctification is not sufficient. It must be the sanctification worked by the Spirit. And this can only happen if we believe God's Word with all our hearts. If we receive it, if we get it revealed, and if we find ourselves again in the Word. I read this one verse, 31. Therefore, watch and remember 
that by the space of three years I ceased not to warn everyone night and day with tears. What shall Brother Russ, Brother Schmidt, what shall I say? Since 1960, when God gave grace and a new beginning was made, and especially since 1966, when we, because of a divine call, started to carry this glorious word, and many times with tears. We exhorted, we passed on teaching. Paul speaks here of three years. We can speak of 33 years. We can speak of 42 years where we did not cease to carry the true word of God. And I say this to the glory of the Almighty God. We didn't have to take back one single sermon. We didn't have to correct anything of all what we taught during all these years because we only taught from the Holy Scripture. And this is the grace which God has given us, this inner direct connection to Him and to His Word. Our brother from Norway, he said yesterday, since he was 13 years old, with me, It was when I was 12 years old. At the end of World War II, when we arrived in the Lüneburger Heide and when our dad took the Bible and was gathering the whole family around the table and as he was reading and we were praying together and we were thanking God Since that day, I read the Bible daily. Since 1945, I read the Bible daily. And the respect which I had from the very first day towards the Word of God, it remained in me and it will be in me for all eternity. This God lays into a man. This no one can give to himself. Everything is given to us. Now, from Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. Here Paul writes. One could read many scriptures. Paul, of course, wrote to the elect which he was looking after, to whom he preached the word. It's of course still written. All who were ordained to eternal life, they believed. Who were ordained for eternal life. They are hearing the message. They believe, they receive and are experiencing the grace of God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, 
verse 4. Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God. Now just say, Amen. It's so good if we have the agreement in us that we proclaim it. The Amen is of course not for him who reads the word, but the Amen is for the Lord God. That you belong to the elect. And now comes the reason. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. In First Thessalonians 2, from verse 3, for our exhortation was not of deceit, nor of uncleanness, nor in guile, but as we were approved of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God who trieth our hearts. The same Paul writes, of course, to get to the Galatians in chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1. In these chapters, actually in the first chapter of Galatians, he spoke of another gospel and he said, though an angel comes down from heaven and preaches unto you another gospel who just changes a little bit of it, let him be accursed. We cannot change it. There's a snare and with this a curse is connected. And the same Paul writes in verse 10, For do I now persuade men or God? It is about the will of God. We have read it yesterday from all the three Gospels. Not my will, but thy will be done. Not what I will, but what thou willst. Thy will be done. Do you know that the will of God was given to the church in the same way? And that we can only be sanctified in the will of God? And that the church is ordained as the will of God was done in Jesus Christ, the Redeemer, 
so the will of God is fulfilled by the redeemed church on earth. So that we see God working from the beginning up to the end. I read it to you from Hebrews chapter 10. Here our Lord speaks in reference of the promise from Psalm 40, verse 8, Hebrews 10, verse 7. Then I said, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. And then verse 9. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Because of this will, and we are of course agree with the will of God, whose will is that all men be saved and that all men come to the knowledge of the truth, but not all receive it. Now, verse 14, from this chapter, For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Forever perfected. Already seen before his throne, without spot and without wrinkle. That we know that God requires our personal obedience to his word. Let me read you from Hebrews 5, from verse 7. Hebrews 5, from verse 7 who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him who was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Brothers and sisters, death is reality. Our Lord had to taste death. He had to die to pull out the sting of death, to overcome death, to conquer hell and to rise on the third day. And his victory is our victory. And now it continues here. And this is the important verse for us. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered, and thereby 
being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Disobedience brought us all perdition. Disobedience happened when the enemy laid a snare around Eve, questioning the word, adding what he liked, putting out the force what God has said, and Eve fell for the lie of Satan. She consciously went for it. And behold, not only about the first human beings, but upon all of us, death has come. And so death came to all men. And therefore, our Lord and Redeemer came. He was the only one on whom death had no power. But because our guilt and sin was laid upon him and the chastisement and the wages of sin is death. That's how Paul writes it to the Romans. The wages of sin is death. And because all our chastisement, all our sin, all our guilt, really everything, because he took it upon himself, breaking down the middle wall of partition, abolishing the enmity, everything removed. Even the veil in the temple was torn from the top, so that it became visible for all that here God was answering from above. The way into the Holy of Holies is free. All who are obedient to Him. Let us be obedient children of God. Obedient towards the Word of God. Because disobedience is as the sin of witchcraft. And then Paul can ask, who has bewitched you? You made a good beginning. Why did this happen to you now? Now the remark, Brother Brenham, of course, has seen that the bride would come out of step. He has seen the bride as she really was almost naked, no clothes. One could see almost everything on these sisters, which were shown to Brother Brenham in a vision. And it said, this shall be the bride. And Brother Brenham was thinking, is this the result of all my years of preaching the word of God? Can I appear before God with such a result? Was my ministry worthwhile at all? And then, and then, 
the bride was again shown to him, gloriously clothed in white, without spot and without wrinkle. And then he says so nicely, the bride was again brought into step with the word. So, she came out of step, namely when she went outside of the word. Brothers and sisters, we are no fanatics, but we believe this word of God in its fullness. And we believe that the Lord will have a church without spot and without wrinkle. And if we at this weekend didn't touch upon all the doctrines which exist in the churches and denominations, all these interpretations which were decided in councils and synods, we believe the counsel of our God that what God decided in eternity. And brothers and sisters, precious friends, we say with Peter, and we say this in truth, also we have not followed cunningly devised fables, but the word of God. And the word of prophecy, the word of prophecy has become a light on our path. By His grace, we have the orientation. And when I say now, once again, the orientation as no politician can have it. No one can have such orientation. Because Paul brought it to the point in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 when he spoke of the day of the Lord which would come as a snare upon the whole earth. Ye, beloved brothers, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief in the night. God has given us light. We rejoice about it, that He speaks to us. We rejoice that we can believe His Word and that we can experience how He gives us revelation by revelation by His grace. To the Lord God be all the honor, all the praise, that He has visited His people and that He lets us, among all the voices, among all the religious voices which are on earth, that He lets us hear His voice by His grace. According to the scripture, my sheep hear my voice. Whoever is part of the flock of the Lord will in these days hear the voice of the shepherd. Then we are again at the word, He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. 
most people have two ears. But it must be the ear on the inside must be opened. It may not enter here and go out there. It must fall into the heart. It must become a revelation. And today I would like to know whether the meetings which God gives us, to which we come together from near and far, not, not, not shunning long journeys, not shunning money, but we are coming. Is it worthwhile that we are coming? Are these days and hours of preparation? May God give us the grace to make use of the time as long as we have it, because that night comes where no one can work. May the Lord God bless us all. Amen. We stand up for prayer. Today I would like to ask how many are here who wish to receive revelation from God. Not everything comes on one day. Not everything comes in one sermon. But it comes. In as much as we can receive it, then it is given to us by God. And we are led from clarity to clarity, from truth to truth, from revelation to revelation, we are being led. And we feel that the Spirit of God is at work in our midst. That he wants to work in us obedience to his word. And today we understood a bit more, namely that the church is the place of God's manifestation here on earth. The body of Jesus Christ baptized into one body. And Paul writes that each member is given the gift according to the will of God. And then the various gifts and ministries were listed, be it in 1 Corinthians 12 or 14. And in between is the chapter of love. Please do not break the commandment of the brotherly love. In the brotherly love comes the general love. Let nothing come into your heart which can bring forth a root of bitterness. Because it is written in Matthew 5, in the Sermon of the Mount, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Let us not take heed to what others are doing, but let each one take heed unto himself. And then God will be with us, and the Spirit of God will convict of sin, of judgment, and of righteousness. Not you and not I, but 
Today, we as the church, here and worldwide, and worldwide, we want together send a prayer up to the throne of God that within the message comes a turning point that people are pulled out of every snare and that they do not follow any longer a man and his teaching but that they step into the footprints of our Lord and that they follow the Lord. As he said, follow me. May God give a turnaround that all who slipped out of the truth but who actually belong to the bride that they are brought back all over the earth wherever they may be in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord let us pray Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we are coming into your holy presence. Precious Lord, today it is not about the three years of Paul or of the 33 years. Today it is about eternity, about eternity. Beloved Lord, have mercy on your people. Make an end with all deceptions make an end and lead your people back to your word to your truth beloved Lord your ever faithful God we praise thee we glorify the power of your blood of your word and of your spirit and we thank thee for the victory of Calvary precious Lord bring the bride back bring the bride back into step into conformity with your holy word hallelujah praise honor and glory be unto our God from eternity to eternity. Hallelujah. 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 Praise it, God. Praise it, God. Er hat uns erhört. He heard us. Er hat uns erhört. He heard us. The turning point is on its way. The Lord himself is attending to the matter of his people. Great God, bless from the rising of the sun up to its going down. Start in New Zealand where the sun rises first every day, continue via Australia 
and may the whole earth be illuminated by the revelation which you have given. Great God, to you we say thanks for all the good you have done in all of us by your grace. Hallelujah. 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 Praise and Praise be unto our God. Hallelujah. We sing everything new and then the sisters will sing us a song. gives you are you in peace with him if he would come today he has prepared the place for the waiting crowd who is fighting for him the promised day is coming Glorious on the streets of gold, glorious in the Father's land, wonderful are his works, glorious in white linen. Nothing is left of any sorrow. All the scoffing will be over. Jesus will love you forever. 
This is my lot. Do you want to come with into the homeland? Do you want to see Jesus one day? Only He will bring you into the city. You just need to run to Him. Wonderful sind seine Welt.